Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wants championships. Pride and passion meet success. You gotta love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. And thank you for watching another live edition of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza. Of course, alongside with me, like always, Kendall Whitley, Jerry Martinez. What's going on, guys? Nothing much, man. Get ready for week three. Hey, NFL is going. It's, it's, it's fine. Now. We already at three. Week three. Hey, week two did not disappoint, right? Because week one was, was outstanding, but week two did not disappoint. Yeah, and let's go ahead and start off the show by recapping week two in the NFL. So, uh. Just want to ask you guys. I mean, what what's it up to you guys the most? Philadelphia Eagles, man. I think Walt Walter Stringer called it, you know, Super Bowl. And you know, when you start seeing what what they're able to do on offense, I mean, and that's because you know, it looks like AJ Brown is 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 worth the first pick that they spent. And it's crazy, right? Because we Devonte Smith has been very quiet. Uh, almost absent in the offense, but that offense is just steamrolling. I mean, they got the running game. Jalen Hurst looks good. He's getting, he's feeding the ball. Yeah, he did say it. I'm giving you, I'm giving you, I'm giving you, uh, I'm giving you credit. Um, I'm not on, I'm not really on the Eagles going to Super Bowl because there's a lot of factors that have to play into, into, into that happening. But the way they're playing right now, they're putting themselves in a great position for seeding in the playoffs. I'm gonna stay in the division. I'm gonna go with the, foot, the New York Football Giants. They're playing some good ball, offense, defense, special teams. Saquon Barkley has been a rebirth from him. Brian Dayball and that, and that staff. They got they got those boys rolling. Um, they're playing some good ball, man. They, they got a big test coming up on Monday night without Dak Prescott, but with Cooper Rush at quarterback and the Dallas Cowboys. You know they got some talent over there, but I can't wait to see on Monday night. We'll find out on real shortly because they got a couple of divisional games coming up if they for real or not. I want to see on Monday night though, prime time against Dallas. Yeah, a couple of things stood out to me. First thing is, man, Tua Tungabailoa is playing good. I mean, they were losing to the Baltimore Ravens in the fourth quarter. He brought the team back and made some incredible throws <laughs> to get that win in Baltimore. So, I mean, look, 
Tua looks good out there. So credit to Tua. Uh, also, the other thing that that um, that stood out to me: the Indianapolis Colts not to score any points against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And guess who the number one team is right now in the AFC South? The Jacksonville Jaguars. And I know it's week two, but still, uh, it's not very often when you can say that Jacksonville is in the lead in that division. So, I mean, I'll ask you guys this. What's going on with the Colts? What's the problem there? I th- or I don't know. I think, is it the quarterback? Is it the runner? Is Matt Ryan? I mean, they bring in Matt Ryan. He'll be an upgrade from Phillip Rivers and Carson, and Carson Wentz or whatnot. And he just hasn't panned. It's early now. We, it's early. We're not even a month into the season yet, but maybe they're still trying to jail. I know he was down his two top receivers, Alec Pierce and uh, Michael Pittman. Um, they, they are dealing with a few injuries or whatnot, but that's embarrassing. And it's it's weird because the Jags have had their number in Jacksonville the past few years. I think last year, I mean, they – it was a disaster down there. And this, I think this year was, was even worse. They didn't even score a point. But that, oh, they were disappointed. I watched some of that game, and it, it didn't look good. I mean, well, uh, there's a couple of factors that, that kind of came into play. That I think, Kendall, of, of course, you know, you hit on, on, on a, a few of them. But just to kind of emphasize, be a little bit more a point of emphasis, I think that, you know, like you, like we were talking pregame, I think defenses are teeing off on, on Jonathan Taylor. I mean, look at the 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 – a amazing year he had last season. So when you're able to tee off on the running game and get and short and stop the running game, now the passing game it's it's kind of hard because now they're lopsiding they're lopsiding it. And Matt Ryan obviously he needs a he needs a go to player. I understand week two week one right okay week two oof he didn't look good but he didn't he had both his you know his his uh his Michael Pittman was out and of course uh they're well they already made him the uh, wide receiver to Alec Pierce also out. So it was kind of hard. Just shows you that, uh, man, they do need to uh, find a way to scheme up that running game to get it going. Cause Jonathan Taylor can, can be every kind, every type of running back you need him to be. And of course, I mean, they already have that defense, but let's give a little credit where credit is due. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, man, I mean, he, he, he he's a very gritty player like he was in college. So, I, I like to kind of attest that that maybe perhaps, you know, he's trying to lead the Jacksonville Jaguars and maybe turning them, um, you know, t- turning the page to not being the Jacksonville Jaguars that we're so accustomed to. Yeah, so, I mean, a couple things with the Colts. Obviously, they had some injury issues this past weekend, but also Matt Ryan's got to play better. I mean, he really does. I mean, essentially, everyone thought that this was going to be an upgrade from, uh, you know, Carson Wentz from last year, but it doesn't seem like that right now. Uh, I also want to give credit to Cooper Rush, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. I was one that thought that, you know, Dallas was going to get blown out by the Cincinnati Bengals, especially the Bengals coming off that disappointing loss to the Steelers in week one. But, hey, credit to the Cowboys. Uh, They beat the AFC defending champions. I think what they did was they came in a great plan. That opening drive, the opening script, that was was a great – it couldn't have been better than that. And they knew if they, I think they knew if they can get the lead on Dallas. I mean, on Cincinnati, and the Bengals, they they remade the offensive line, but it doesn't look it doesn't look no better than last year to me. So um, Dallas, they got the lead. They ran the ball, or I don't think Zeke had over hundred yards, but they ran the ball pretty good. There was a CD Lamb sighting in this game or whatnot. And I think Cooper Rush, he made the plays that were there. And I mean, hats off to him. Dallas, they that was a good a great game plan by Dallas. They got up got up on two possessions, forced the Bengals to um, throw the ball, and the offensive line cut. Hold up, Michael Parsons had like a sack or two in this game. Um, it did. It shouldn't have been that close, though. I mean, since it did come back in the end. But, man, that was, it was a great game plan by Dallas. 
I think, you know, if anything, I think it, I think the Cowboys have found a, a true diamond in Michael Parsons because I think, you know, when you can find one player that can terrorize an offense like the way he has, I think it, it just gives you so much uh, luxury, uh, especially during this time that Dak Prescott is, 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 is out. Um, and, yeah, like you said, I mean, the, there there's still some things that that I think that the offensive coordinator uh, Kellen Moore needs to clean up, and I I think that it's almost like a broken record at this point. A lot of people want to blame Dak, and I mean I've been even hearing rumbles about oh Cooper is better than Dak. Now hold on a minute, you're talking about Dak Prescott, who's already thrown for like what is it forty six thousand yards? So we can't we can't take that off. I mean, obviously when we look at it, the game plan it just it. it you're putting Dak in a bunch of tight situations. You're putting them in, uh, behind the eight ball, man. A third and third and long, third and 11, third and uh, 16. And, you know, of course, you know, that everybody wants to go back to Tampa Bay interception he threw. But I mean, if you go back and you look, I mean, even even C.D. Lamb, it, like you want to say, oh, C.D. Lamb's not performing. Well, I mean, it comes it comes down to it really does come down to the, uh, the offensive uh, game planning. So when I look at at this up and coming matchup, it's going to be very good, right? Because you have a two and zero Giants and a one and one Dallas Cowboys. Now, when when you actually line it up, I think that uh, that this game is really going to test the Giants, and it's going to show you what kind of what kind of player Micah Parsons is. And a lot of people are going to be like, you know, they're going to be they're going to be a little bit upset, especially those teams that were earlier in the draft when they could have had that player uh, on their team. So I'm looking forward to this matchup. I think the uh, I think it's going to be I think when you, you know, you mix it up, I think it's going to come down to the offensive coordinator being able to get the running game going, sticking to the running game and then playing off the the, the play action with that, because I'll tell you that that defense is going to be able to stop Saquon. Yeah, so obviously week two kicks off tomorrow night between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Um, they, you know, both teams are dealing with some injuries. Uh, Jadavion Clowney is going to be out for this game. Uh, it looks like he's got an ankle injury. It looks like Miles Garrett is going to be uh, ready to go. I think it was dealing with the neck injury as well. Um, and then also uh, Najee Harris, he's he's a little banged up still, right? So, but he looks like he's going to play. Um, but hey, just want to get some predictions from you guys for tomorrow night's game. Oh, I'm gonna go prediction for the game. I don't think the Browns should win. They're home. I'm going with the brand based off that with, with that performance we just seen from Mr. Trubisky the other day against the New England Patriots. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Browns too. I think Garrett's gonna hunt this game. He's gonna have a few sacks because that Steelers offense line is not good. It is not good at all. Najee Harris, I can t- I know he's probably getting frustrated because he had two terrible games. But I'm gonna go with Cleveland and a close one. You know, I I'll tell you this right now. I mean, uh, it it's hard for that defense to to have the success it's had without T.J. Watt. Now I'm pretty sure once he comes back and if he's able to come back full strength, then then things are going to be a little bit different. I mean, Mitch looks like he still has some limitations. I mean, there's a little bit of bickering going on with, you know, George Pickens saying that he was open the entire game. I, I mean, these are di- direct quotes. We're not just making these up. I mean, this is these are these are clips that that we we will incorporate. You know, in the future, once we get them, we're going to go incorporate those. So you know. I can kind of foresee the Browns being able to do enough. I mean, Jacoby Brissett has always had, you know, there's a little bit of a moxie to him that, you know, he's 
regardless, he's a very tough quarterback. Yes, he's going to make some mistakes, but dang, I'll tell you this, if that rush, if that Russian attack can really attack right now that, you know, TJ Watt is not there to set the edge, then they could take advantage of that and and not rely on Brissett. But I'll tell you this, Brissett looked like he was able to find Amari Cooper early and often. And once that got going, the running game looked good. So if, if Browns can do that against the Steelers, which, like I said, they don't have their their star. Well, they have a couple stars in defense, but the star, you know, the star uh, defensive lineman or slash outside linebacker. Um, TJ Watt. TJ Watt. Yeah, I think the Browns could could sneak away with this win. So that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. I do think that if the um, the Browns this if the Browns win this game and if Trubisky struggles, I think you know, the Steelers will have about about ten days off. I think Kenny Pickett will be in week four. Ooh, that would be interesting. It would be. And now if the Browns don't blow it like they did on Sunday against the New York football Jets, uh, you know, letting them score late in the game, getting that onside kick. And they do, I mean, it was just a lot of crazy things that had to happen for the Jets to win that football game. And that's what ended up happening. So credit to Joe Flacco and the Jets for coming back and winning that game. Um, but if they don't screw that up like they did on Sunday, I like the Browns to win at home. I think Jacoby Brissett has looked serviceable. That running game, of course, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I think that's going to have a big impact in tomorrow night's game. All right. So let's talk about some teams right now that are 0-2. 0-2. So obviously not a lot of teams are going to make the playoffs, right, once they start off 0-2. My question to you guys is, what's the one team that will get their first win uh, win on Sunday? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with this. It's it's gonna be a tough one because I really this team this team that they're going against has been playing very well, but I think the Bengals gonna get it. I think they're in New York on week three. I think the Bengals should get their first win this week, but it wouldn't surprise me if they go into because the Jets have been playing some good ball. They play two tough teams, the Ravens and the Browns or whatnot. But I think um the Beng I think the Bengals get their first win. I'm gonna go with the Texans, man. That defense is starting to look a little bit, you know, feisty. Um, so, you know, I think, I think that right now, you know, we were saying how, how there's certain divisions, um, up for grabs. I, I think the AFC South has always been one that's up for grabs. So I think the Texans could, can, can put up a good fight. Uh, cause I'm just saying, when you look at Davis Mills versus, you know, Justin Fields, you think, you know, the, the bears have the, the one up there. I don't know what the actual odds are or, or what the fa- what the who's the favorite in this one, but give me the Houston Texans in this one. Chicago's favorite at home right now, but not by much. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and like a, and that. And that was a big one too, right? It's it's a way, but I like I like what I'm seeing with this Texans team. Man, I gotta go with the Las Vegas Raiders. They're playing <laughs> the zero and two Tennessee Titans, and the Titans are dealing with a lot of injuries. Terry Lewan, it looks like he's possibly going to be out the whole season. We don't know; it's in the injury, right? Um, they just did not look good against Buffalo on Monday. Like there is, like Wallhead said, there's something going on uh, with Henry and the Titans. So, and look, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill did not look good out there as well. And we actually saw Malik Willis did, you know, take some snaps towards the end of the game. So, I'm, and maybe I'm just. But you got to think. You got to think. Vapor's gonna have that team ready to play on Sunday. They, I mean, he's come. He come from the Patriots. They don't really lose two games often, and they good at rebounding and coming back and responding. They got embarrassed on Monday Night Football, and yeah, I think the Raiders lost. The Raiders lost. Uh, I was embarrassing too. Week. It was, but the way on come on on national TV, the Titans were just embarrassed. The Bills are good, but the Titans. Mike Ray will come from the Patriots. He know what he, he's a winner, so he they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna come back. I ain't gonna say they're gonna win, but they they're gonna look a whole lot better Sunday. 
Well, they both come from the Patriots, so I mean, let's talk about the, <laughs> let's talk about that Raiders game, though. I mean, because let's talk about it. I mean, what are the odds, right? Because they had to do so many things just to tie the game. So two, two point conversions, two, not one. They had to do two, and that's exactly <laughs> what the Cardinals did. And and if you look at that last two point conversion, I believe they said that Kyler Murray traveled eighty seven yards to score it. That's the oh, next yeah. gen. It was next gen stats who put that yeah. out. So that 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 just shows you that just like that in the blink of an eye, anybody can just lose regardless of the lead that you have. It's just it's just so hard and unique. I think that that's why when when we look at these quarterbacks nowadays, we we you know we we don't we. If our team goes after somebody like, let's say, I don't know, uh, a Drew Bledsoe, right? Traditional looking quarterback. But then you go with somebody that looks more like a Russell Wilson, you know, or a Kyler Murray. I think that's kind of like where you're seeing, okay, maybe these these this next crop of, of, of quarterbacks in college, we start paying attention to. And most notable is Bryce Young. You know what I mean? So in, in the future, I think that when you're a part of this team building, it just shows you the power of that type of quarterback like Kyler Murray has to be able to just change a game, especially with so little bit of time. But I, I, I tried looking up the odds of all that. It was, it was just, I, I went down a rabbit hole, couldn't find the actual odds of well, that, of that being able to, for them to win. Yeah. I mean, like that defense was gassed. I mean, I, I believe the stat was for, uh, Derek Carr was on the sidelines for 45 straight minutes. Dang. So he went on there. So that's a long time. So, Obviously, the, the offense didn't do what it was supposed to do in the second half. I mean, I think Devontae Adams only had two catches. So hey, and th- it came close because it looked like uh, it looked like uh, B- Byron Murphy almost pulled the Deshaun Jackson right at the very yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, and and I thought he might have actually, <laughs> but obviously he didn't. And uh, the Cardinals are one on one, and the Raiders are on two, and hopefully they win in Tennessee. What was that three or was that two, was that Hunter Renfro's second uh, twice, fumble twice in the game? He- yeah, so yeah. I mean that was just a complete freak show that happened that game. So it wasn't anything in particular yeah. about Raiders sucking or anything like that. It just yeah. it was just a freak show at the end. And uh yeah, I mean he got hit pretty good. He got a concussion, he's more than likely not gonna play on Sunday, so Damn. Be without him. Make sure you pay right. attention to your fantasy lineups. Yep, for sure. And uh yeah, if you had Tyreek Hill or J or Jalen Waddle, odds are that you won this weekend because they both had really great games. All right, let's do some bold predictions for week three. What do you guys got? <laughs> man, Ooh, it's I'm tough because the Bills and Dolphins, man. Shoot, man. Game of the week. It, it is yeah, the I'm game. Gonna go down, I'm going to go down to Tampa for another big game, the Buccaneers and Green Bay. Oh, I know last time they played, and it was in Tampa. I think it was Tom's first year in Tampa. No, they played last a, year. Was it last year in Tampa? Yeah, they played last year. Okay, I thought it was Tom's first year, but. They got demolished. Yeah, they got they were they, it was bad, so I'm gonna go. It's gonna be a closer game this year. Um, this 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 Sunday, this go around. I think both quarterbacks gonna throw four touchdowns, and this game's probably it's gonna be a high scoring game. I think both I see both quarterbacks throwing four touchdowns, yeah. And then also, with that being said, uh, Mike Evans is gonna be suspended for this game. Obviously, everyone out there saw him and uh, Marshawn Lattimore got into it, and he's gonna be out this game. Give me, give me the Lions over the Vikings this week. I, I mean, we talked about it right now, but I just think that the Lions right now, they, they, everybody saw what happened to the Vikings. Uh, the Eagles were able to to get uh, get after them, and and, uh, and they really exposed Kirk, Kirk Cousins, man. Um, 
and I think that if anybody you look at the Lions, they're 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 right there. They got they got a weapon. <laughs> they got a hey, was was good, Jay and the Bay. Uh, if you look at the Lions, man, they got they got Armand St. Brown, who looks like he wants to prove a point to the rest of the league. You know, you should have drafted you should have drafted him. I think even he even had everybody's name. I think he was even calling out the uh the names, right? Uh, I think he called out Dynamic Brown from the, from Washington. <laughs> called him out saying how many catches he have in this game right yeah. and and that and so i think that jared goff has a good connection there and then from there they can build off with uh with deandre swift and and that defense looks like it's 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 it's, it's trending in the right direction that's why you guys need to pay attention i mean yesterday Walt, walter was putting some putting you guys on on some detroit lines now not saying oh let's let's line Super Bowl, but I'm just saying there's there's a great momentum shift in that in that division with this game. So I I smell an upset there. Yeah, and before I give my bold prediction, since Jay in the Bay is watching the stream, look, it's unfortunate what happened with Trey Lance breaking his fibula, but the right quarterback's in there now, and your high expectations for the Niners they might come through. Uh, my bold prediction is I got the Miami Dolphins beating the Buffalo Bills. Ooh. I was ready to go there, man. <laughs> I gotta go bold, man. So no, I like man. that. But look, we got another great uh week of games. Uh with that being said, thank you everyone out there for watching and listening. Uh till next time. Have a good night. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Electricast.